0: welcome to variants episode number 10 of brutal battle. So, I've done a decent amount of these variants episodes. So much that I'm up to 10, and I swear, I swear at some point I'm going to do variants other than beers from the brewery, but this one is another one where it's beers from the brewery because we happen to have a lot of those beers coming in because of the Reserve Society and now Hoarder Society going on for us. So, that's what we have readily available. Hopefully, people find these to be fun and interesting. And this is going to be another one like the Black Tuesday one where I know with that one we did three variant episodes because we had nine beers. This one I'm going to do two variant episodes of this one because we have six beers and it'll just be three for each. Uh, This first episode is going to be fun, interesting beers, but a little more basic than what the second episode is going to be. The second's going to be like the crazier, the loftier, the more interesting sounding of this type of variant. So I'm very excited for all of these actually. And I'm going to start with the very first version of this beer that I personally ever had from the brewery. Now this is their Bubbles. Well, I call it Bubbles. I know it's Barrels. It's BBLS. I know that's the abbreviation for Barrels. I like to call it Bubbles. I like to kind of phonetically sound it out because I think it's more fun that way. This is the Black and Blue Barrels. I'll try and just call it that. I usually call it Black and Blue Bubbles but just because it's more fun. But Black and Blue Barrels. Now, this is by the brewery Teru because obviously it's the Sour Arm. Now, it's not a fully sour beer. What this is is 30% Sour Stout, 70% Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels with blackberries and blueberries added. Now, from what I understand, and the way this is written, that 70% of the straight imperial stout is the portion that's done in the bourbon barrels with blackberries and blueberries added. Then there's 30% of a sour stout that's blended into it. Now, all of these barrels variants are done that way. It's all like a mixture of regular barrel-aged and sour stout which I think is very interesting. Um, It's kind of like a play of like, you know, that nice kind of decadent booziness, also with some acid added in there. And obviously the fruit does some stuff too. Now this particular bottle is from 2018, so when I'm doing this episode, it's about three years in the bottle here. Might be a little bit more or less based on the month that it was uh, bottled. So anyway, let me go ahead and pour this. Oh, and obviously I have to say what the ABV is. It is 16.3% alcohol, so I assume people assumed that it would be a higher ABV beer because all their barrel-aged beers are, so yeah, you are correct. Now, it's interesting because this does look like a stout, but it doesn't look super dark like it is a straight-up imperial stout. I'm assuming that's because of that 30% of the sour stout is kind of diluting the color a little bit. It's not as, like, rich and dark. I'm fine with that, so uh, not really any carbonation hanging out on the top. Uh, Decent legs when I swirl it in the glass because of the high ABV. I mean, I'm I'm not even putting my nose in it to sniff it, and I'm already getting whiffs of a little bit of, like, a tartness coming off of it. So this should be interesting. Going in. (sighs) Yeah, you can definitely smell the sour stout, but it's interesting because you get, like, a kick of, like, a lemony sourness, and then you get, like, that kind of, like, rich chocolate from the uh, Imperial Stout. I get berry. I'm getting the blackberries. Blueberries are a little bit harder to pull out in this, but the blackberries are pretty easy because they have a very specific kind of like earthy, fruity note, and that's really coming through in this. So really getting the blackberries, not so much being able to pick out the blueberries, but I know they're adding to that overall fruit smell. It does smell good. And there's that little hint of that chocolatiness in there. And there is a bourbon perception in the nose, but it's very slight, and it's at the end of each sniff. The majority of it is just kind of that bit of tartness, the berries, uh, some of the chocolate, and then the bourbon's kind of the last thing that's there on the lowest level. But it smells good, Uh, and obviously with that bourbon, there's some kind of carameliness coming through as well. smells really nice. So, going to go in. Mmm. So between the berries and the barrel aging, it definitely has this kind of like drying tannic quality. Like you can get tannic, tannins from the skins of berries, and you can also get tannins from like wood. So between the barrel aging and the berries, uh, I definitely get a decent amount of tannins coming through in the beer. I'm tasting plenty of the fruit. Uh, going to go in again. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's mainly driven by the fruit up front and then it kind of goes to a little bit of that chocolatiness and then that bourbon on the finish. And I am getting a bit of like a warmness in my throat from the higher ABV, which is pretty nice. Um, viscosity wise, it is a little bit thinner than you would assume from an Imperial Stout. But once again, I think that's because of that 30% of the Sour Stout that's coming in. It's kind of diluting the viscosity of the beer. But it um, it's tasting good. Hmm. Yeah, mainly just tasting those blackberries. They're the ones that are the predominant flavor. But honestly, as I continue to drink it and my palate is becoming very acclimated to the berries and that little bit of tartness from the Sour Stout, I'm getting more of the chocolate that's hanging out at the end, and more of the bourbon character that's kind of creeping up on the end of each sip, so I am getting more of that kind of caramel to go along with the bourbon. Yeah, and that tannic quality I was talking about is there the entire time. This isn't like the best beer ever, but it's a pretty good beer, and it's very interesting, especially for people who have never had kind of a blended, like, Imperial Stout and Sour Stout. I mean, I know a lot of people out there have never even had straight-up Sour Stouts. And if you haven't, a great place to start is of Darkness by the brewery. Well, Brewery Teru. But it's very interesting when they go that extra step and they're kind of blending the two just to see kind of how things go. And obviously the fruit is kind of adding to what the Sour Stout aspect is bringing to the beer. So I do like this. This is a very interesting beer. And uh, yeah, I'm very much interested in getting to the second one. And the second beer for this variant episode is S'more Barrels. But actually, right before I get into that one, I did want to say that since I'm cutting this up into three pieces and then just cobbling it together, I already finished the black and blue barrels. And that actually, as you kept drinking it, got a little more murky tasting and kind of too earthy. In my opinion so a lot of the more unsavory things ha- happening there uh i'm pretty sure that's just because of the age because i remember having that beer significantly more fresh and enjoying it a lot more having kind of more vibrant fruit to it that was a lot more tasty um so yeah um sometimes you can't age all stouts just saying so the second one like i said is s'more bubbles this one's actually in a 375 milliliter bottle and it is a 2019 vintage, so this one is about two years in the in the uh, bottle. I was going to say barrel, no, in the bottle. And this one, as you can surmise, is kind of their take on s'mores, since it's called S'more Barrels. This is a sour stout and imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with marshmallow, cacao, graham cracker, and vanilla added. And this is a really small thing, but I kind of like the fact that there's wax on the top of this and it's white. I haven't really seen them do white wax for much of anything, but I like the fact that they use white for this one because since it's s'more bubble, uh, s'more, sorry, s'more barrels, uh, it feels to me like it represents the marshmallow in the beer. And I just think that's kind of fun. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I like that. Anyway, I'm going to pour myself a little s'more barrels. Oh, and obviously I need to tell you, it is 16.2% alcohol, so still high. All these are high. So what does it look like? Uh, it looks like a stout. Uh, actually, it looks a little bit lighter than the last one in coloration, but it definitely still looks like a stout. Not a whole lot of bubbles going on on the top. When you swirl it up, there's some you know medium-sized bubbles that pop up. Let me look at... Yep, decent amount of lacing along the edges of the of the uh glass because high ABV coming down slowly. Now I'm going to get into the smell. Ooh. You really get the sour jumping out into your nose. Wow, that really hits. But actually right under that kind of lemony sourness is a very a like substance substantial, I'm sorry, a very substantial um, chocolate. And it's very much like a milk chocolate. It smells really nice. I'm trying to see if I get, I get a little of vanilla. I'm trying to see if I can get any of that graham cracker, any of that marshmallow. But the thing is this, vanilla and marshmallow kind of just, you know, get lost in each other. They kind of just end up smelling like the same thing. It all smells like vanilla for the most part. So it smells nice and chocolatey, got a decent sourness to it, and yeah, some vanilla in there. And there's a little bit of kind of like a, not that great smell on the end. That's a little, I'm trying to figure out what that smell would best be described as. Just a little dirty, like kind of like the first one, the black and blue barrels that I was talking about. It's like a little murky, a little earthy. I get that same kind of finish on the nose of this. So hopefully it's not in the flavor, but I'm going to go in and try. Ooh, a very substantial sourness kick from the first sip. But part of that is because my palate's not yet acclimated to the sourness. So I got to take a few more. But I get that sourness up front, and then it transitions after that to that milk chocolate that I said I was smelling. I like where the milk chocolate is. And then it's got this kind of like chalky, bitter finish to it. Not crazy chalky and bitter, but a chalky, bitter finish to it nonetheless. Yeah, and now now on like my third sip, there's some of that vanilla starting to come through because my palate's now acclimated to that sour aspect that hits you initially for each sip. So it's basically that sourness hits you. Then it's the milk chocolate. Then there's some vanilla that kind of bumps in at the end. Um, don't Can't really say I'm tasting any graham cracker in this. I am getting a significant warming in my throat, uh, but 16.2% I mean, the warming in my throat would say, yeah, that's about right, but the flavor-wise, it's a little bit different. I think flavor-wise, it definitely seems less. Now, because of that sourness, there's always going to be some sort of fruit that seems like it's at play in the beer, and I do think it's a bit reminiscent of the blackberry aspect from the black and blue barrels. So, that tastes kind of in common, I guess. So, um, yeah, I mean, this one's, it's okay. I think definitely based off of what the Black and Blue Barrels was like when I finished it, um, or when we finished it, uh, is, it, it's better. It's definitely better than that one. Um still not knocking it out of the park, but I think maybe the two years in the bottle is kind of playing with that, because... Again, this is another one that I've had before, and I remember liking it significantly more. I believe then it had a lot more of the vanilla at play. I don't remember if I was getting the graham cracker when it was fresher, but I was definitely getting more of the vanilla. I think the chocolate may have been more pronounced as well, but yeah. It seems like the the sour stout aspect has held up through this whole time. Uh, The bourbon character is not as strong as I would think it is, and actually now that I think about it, that kind of interesting finish that's kind of a bit murky and um, and bitter, I think may have to do with the wood from the bourbon barrel, actually, so I think that's what's at play, but it's not really, because of the sourness, it's kind of hiding it a little bit, it's, I'm not tasting a ton of bourbon, although there is vanilla in it, and you do usually end up getting some uh, some vanilla in a bourbony flavor. I'm actually going to pour myself just a little bit more just to really try and suss out some more of the bourbon if I can. It's so light. Like, and the body for this is a lot lighter than you would assume, especially for 16.2% and it being a stout. It really is a lot thinner. Now, I'm assuming that's because of the sour stout aspect to it. Now, it's interesting because this also does not have the percentages like they have done in the past when they're mixing a regular uh, Imperial Stout and a Sour Stout, so I don't know what the percentage is here, but decent enough, and uh, there's only three for this episode, so right now we're going to go ahead and just move on to the third and final beer, and this one is Fuzzy Barrels, also in a 375-milliliter bottle. And I like the name on this one quite a bit, Fuzzy Barrels. Uh, it just invokes light and fun and cute imagery. Uh, so this one, actually, I don't know if this is also a coincidence or not, but there are there's peach within this one, and the uh, actual wax on top of it has, like, a kind of peachy gold hue to it. So I don't know if that's intentional or not. Well, I mean, it must be, because now looking at the black and blue barrels... Uh, it's kind of like a bluish, dark bluish color, so I'm sure it was intentional. So this one is actually from 2018, so this one's about three years in the bottle at this point. Now, I do remember that Rebecca and I had this one fresh as well, and we both ended up really, really liking it because of how that peachiness popped. Now, as we've been finding with the other two beers in this episode, time hasn't been the best to it, so... Uh, We'll just have to see how this one goes. I'm assuming the vanilla is going to be less. I'm assuming the peaches are going to be less, but we will find out as we go. So again, Fuzzy Barrels, this is 30% Sour Stout. Oh, so we're back to giving the percentage, okay? 30% Sour Stout and 70% Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with peaches, apricots, vanilla, and lactose. Now, I like the idea of the addition of lactose to it because it should give it even more of a creaminess. I do kind of feel like the S'more Bubbles could use an extra creaminess to it to help out with that kind of marshmallow aspect to it. So let's see what this one does. This is 15.7%. And to remind myself, what was the black? Okay, so the black and blue was 16.3. So just 0.1 higher than the S'more Bubbles or S'more Barrel's. And this one's the lowest at 15.7. Okay. So down to pour this and evaluate it. Let's take a look. Uh looking darker than the s'more barrels, definitely. So the s'more barrels is definitely the lightest looking of them all. Um yeah, I mean looking more like straight Imperial Stoutish. Uh yeah swirling it up and really I'm not getting any bubbles to show up like at all. So that's interesting. Um, decent amount of lacing on the, on the sides of the glass because of the higher ABV. Okay. About, and this one's actually a little bit colder than I've been doing the other one. So we'll see what that does. So up front on the nose, I'm smelling that sourness to it There is a fruit and it smells like it's a lighter fruit, but that sourness seems to be really kind of covering up what it truly is. So I can't really suss it out. I'm just trying to get a, a bigger sniff on it to see what happens. Yeah, it's just like light fruit. I can't really discern it. I do get the vanilla. I get a little bit of a chocolatiness in there. But the chocolatiness is kind of coming off a little bit more like a dark chocolate as opposed to the uh, s'more barrels. It smells light, fruity, vanilla-y. I get a little bit of the bourbon character in the nose, not a whole lot, kind of like the s'more barrels as well. Slight caramel, a little bit of an astringency on the nose because you can definitely kind of smell some of that alcohol. It smells like it... Smells better than the other two, to be honest. It smells like this could be the best of all of them, and I hope it is. Going in. Oh. The, um, you yeah. know, the peach and apricot actually held up better over time than I thought it would. I don't think it's as vibrant as I remember it being, but then again, you know, this is from about three years ago, so who knows if my memory on this is 100%, but... You definitely get the fruitiness. You're definitely getting peach and apricot in there. It The lactose is doing something very nice to it. It's giving it this very nice creaminess that I feel is kind of helping with any sort of bitter finish to the beer. Hmm. This one's pretty good. Yeah, I like that there's that bit of vanilla at the end. There's a little bit of a slight kind of roasty coffee-ness on the very end of it, which I am digging. It's very, very slight, not super pronounced. Hmm. Yeah, this one's good. This one's definitely the best of the bunch. Definitely the best of the bunch. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's getting, as I continue to have more, it's getting a tad bit more chalky on the finish, but not bad. It's just like a slight chalkiness showing up. Uh, The, I think lactose is kind of increasing the experience of the peach and apricot, almost giving it a perception of, you know, how peaches have kind of like the fuzz on the outside of their skin. It's kind of giving you that type of feeling to the beer because since it's coming together with that flavor of the peach, and the apricot. This one's good. This one's held up a lot better than I was actually assuming it would for for those three years, and then, you know, it's a year older than the s'more barrels, and I think it's held up better than that, so that is interesting. Okay, this is a good one, so uh, that's it. Sorry these episodes end up being kind of on the shorter end, so you can probably guess, I'm sure you can guess at this point, what my ranking for this is, Uh, but, you know, I gotta go through it, so We have the, at number three, the last one, uh, the 2018 Black and Blue Barrels, which is 30% Sour Stout and 70% Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels with blackberries and blueberries added. Then in the number two slot is the S'more Barrels, which is from 2019, and that one is a Sour Stout and Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels with marshmallow, cacao, graham cracker, and vanilla added. And the number one, definitely the tastiest, holding up pretty well, is the Fuzzy Barrels, which is the 30% Sour Stout and 70% Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with peaches, apricots, vanilla, and lactose. So yeah, Uh, and like I promised, this is kind of leading into the next one. Uh, I think there's a lot more fruitiness coming for the next variant episode where I will finish up with the barrels beers. I'm much more excited for those three barrels beers than I was for these. So, uh, should be an even better episode than this one, but not that happy with the s'more barrels. It was okay. Not that happy with the black and blue barrels because of the flavors that started coming about as it warmed up and as we got further into it, uh, but pretty happy with the fuzzy barrels. So it's not a wasted episode. So I will tell everyone, thank you very much for listening. Please do us a favor. Do the whole word-of-mouth thing. Tell people about the podcast if you can. Uh, Rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you listen through. iTunes obviously helps the most. You can get back episodes going all the way back to our number one episode, either through BrutalBattle.com or if you go to Archive.org and just search Brutal Battle. Uh, We are on Untapped. Rebecca is Rebecca C. I am Carlin Cook or Carlin C., so you can be friends with us there see what we're drinking that's not on podcast, which a lot of it is on podcast, but not all of it. And you can email uh, email us if you have ideas or you just want to say hi or you have questions or whatever. Uh, you can do that at brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. And then the last thing, the biggest thing, Rebecca's been doing an excellent job maintaining our Instagram. She's putting up around, it's usually two pictures per week, sometimes more. So you have things always to look, look at every single week there so check out brutal battle podcast on instagram and yeah that is all so thank you everyone for checking this out and until next time keep it brutal